Hello everyone and welcome back to this week's episode of the Grow Through What You Go Through podcast. In this week's episode I'm going to be talking about the stages of breakups but as well as that going from the stages of breakup such as anger, grief, loneliness, sadness and transforming that into happiness, love, gratitude and kind of contentment with your journey and your life. So let's get into it. So there are seven stages of a breakup um, and not many people know about this. So I'm just going to briefly run through them and describe each one of them and kind of go through what they mean and we'll go from there. Okay, so don't get me wrong. Most people have been through breakups in their lives and we all know they are quite traumatic and they can be very upsetting. Um, especially if it's a long term one. Um well no, not even especially if it's a long term one, like even the short ones can be just as traumatic. Like if that's your first relationship or if like the levels of love and the deepness of the love and intimacy in each relationship is different no matter how long you are with each other. So the pain you feel is unique to you just because you're in the relationship maybe six months compared to six years doesn't mean that your feelings are less valid than the other your feelings are true to you but getting back to the stages of a breakup then so I'm not going to be calling these out in order I'm going to be calling them out in an order as you would expect them to happen but they can come up at different stages they don't come up in the order I'm about to read them through they can come back up again after you've gone through them and so on so the first thing I'm going to talk about is shock so as we all know most breakups can come as a shock to us we can be blindsided by them so things can be going fine we can wake up one day and then all of a sudden our partners think they don't want to be with us anymore which does happen sometimes people can and this is the kind of the, the painful part of it. They can just wake up and just not be in love with you anymore. Um, or another thing as well is they could have checked out of the relationship a lot longer before they actually decided to break up with you. So I've seen this before where people will be in relationships. They'll say things during the relationship or the times that they feel like they want to check out just to either to make themselves feel better or to see if they can force themselves in love with you, which is not the case. You can't force yourself to love someone. But sometimes them saying that and seeing your reaction makes them feel better about themselves, which is absolutely toxic, like ultimate toxic. Um, And yeah, that's just, that's one of the things that can come with shock. Um, now that's not to say not every relationship or breakup goes through shock, like, it depends on the situation. So if it was mutual, it can also come as a shock. You could also think, so let's say if you were like, oh, it's just an argument we had, like we get over all our arguments, we'll sort it out and we'll be fine. But little does the other partner know that that could be the argument that was the tip of the iceberg and caused that partner to break up with them. Or in other circumstances, you could be cheated on, um, things like that. And this is just a stage we have to go through. Um, it can come back up again, 
you can get to a certain stage like you can go through the other stages and realize oh shit it can come back around again and the only way sometimes it can come back around again is if you don't actually feel into the stage fully and this is the tricky part especially when it comes to the more intense emotions if you don't feel them and go through them properly they can come back up but they can come back up a lot stronger that's the only consequence of it the next stage is denial so we've all been there we've all denied that they haven't broken up with us and this is just denial when the denial stage comes around it's more so we look back on the relationship and say oh but they told me they loved me last week oh but they told me we had all these travel plans together but they told me we were going to have kids and get married and this is the issue with romanticizing your future no matter if you're with them six months six years or if you're already married romanticizing into the future is what kills a lot of breakups because you fall in love with the potential of the future that you had with that person and not with the actual person well you can fall in love with them as well of course but this is where the denial comes in because you're like oh but they said this they said that they said this but we all know actions speak louder than words and this is where the denial phase comes in um you can try and convince yourself as well in the denial stage that what your partner said wasn't actually true and that they didn't mean to break up with you and you'll convince yourself that they are going to come back and get back with you but unfortunately most of the time that's never really going to happen um but like I said this is just another stage that we need to go through and by the end of the stage and by the end of the breakup and when you go through all the stages you'll realize why you had to go through it um so yeah the next stage is and remember like I said these aren't in chronological order they can come back up in different ways um and in different orders so the next one is bargaining so this is where a lot of people can bargain with their ex saying oh please don't leave me I'll change I'll become a better person I'll do what it is you want to do like I won't be on my phone or I won't go on nights out with the girls or little things like that and it's it's not gonna it's not realistic because majority of the time if you do get back together and you make these promises if this isn't the true you in a week or two you're gonna fall back into your old habits and nine times out of ten you're not gonna um the relationship isn't gonna last the relationship's just gonna be back to where it was and you're going to end up being broken up again and back to the shock stage of stage one. So honestly, bargaining, unless you can commit to making the change or unless you believe your partner is going to commit to making the change, there is no point in bargaining um, and getting back with your, your ex. Um, this can also be like putting up with stuff, like saying you'll put up with stuff and um, that you weren't okay with when you were together as well and um, so whatever may have been the main issue of the relationship if you go back and say oh like I don't mind if you do this or I don't mind if you do that like if it was a problem before you broke up it's definitely going to be a problem if you get back together again and there's no point in lying to yourself in that sense um okay next stage which is a really 
I love actually talking about this topic. Um, a lot of people don't like talking about it. But the next stage is anger. So anger, for me anyway, it was a really strong part of my healing process. Not just relationship-wise. Um, and other things that I had to heal along my journey. But for me, and in my opinion, after going through it, anger is reformed sadness. And when I say that, I mean... We feel anger because we're too afraid to feel the pain of sadness. Because when you think of it, anger is such an empowering emotion. We get so much drive, so much confidence. We feel a boost of um, like fire in our bellies when we get angry and talk to someone ang- about the breakup in an angry way. And it's really not worth it. The more you hold on to that anger and not let yourself feel the sadness you're just only hurting yourself. Although you're angry at that person, the person isn't feeling that anger. The only person that's feeling that is you. So there's no point in holding on to the anger. So this is the stage that we do, unfortunately, have to go through. Um, Like, we can be angry. Like, when you think back to the denial phase, where they may have romantic, you may have, they may have told you, oh, but we'll build this future together. We'll have these kids. We'll go on this holiday. We'll have this marriage. And this is where the anger can come in in the sense that you'll be so angry because they didn't give you that life that they promised or they made all these promises and they broke it or they said all these things and now it's making you think, oh, were they lying to me the whole time? And you can also actually be angry at yourself as well for maybe allowing them to treat you badly if the relationship was a toxic, abusive relationship or if... You can be angry if you stayed in the relationship too long and if you invested too much time into the relationship than you should have because there can be times where we know the relationship isn't the relationship that we should be in or the relationship that we want but we stay longer than the expiry date because most of the time we're just too afraid to leave and this is where the anger can come from as well and that type of anger I think comes at a later stage when you start to heal know your sense of self know your self-worth your value what it is you really want in relationships and things like that um but this emotion usually surfaces before we actually feel the depths of the sadness the hurt um the disappointment the shame things like that um so yeah that's that emotion. Actually, getting back to that emotion, there is a lot of ways that you can um, help with releasing anger. So some techniques that I've used, um, my all-time favourite one, and I've said it in a recent podcast before as well, is getting your pillow, imagining your partner's, your ex-partner's face on the pillow. This doesn't have to be with relationships either. This can happen with friendship breakups as well. Imagine that person's face on the pillow and dig, punch the life out of that pillow as if you're punching their face. Scream at the top of your lungs what it is you want to say to them. Now, when I say at the top of your lungs, I mean from the pit of your stomach. We all know that we keep our emotions stored in our uh, stomachs and in our hips. Yeah, there is like, I know when I started doing anger work, I was, when I was screaming, it was coming from my throat. But that just means I wasn't getting to the depths of my anger. Now, if you do it and you don't, you do it does come from your throat. That's completely fine. 
you're just not ready to get it from your um stomach first. You just need that just means you need to feel the anger that bit more. Um and then yeah, so that's punching the pillow and screaming at the top of your lungs. Another way and I don't I've never really used this before, but I've heard a lot of other people saying that this helped for them is going to the gym and lifting some weights helps with them. I just don't feel I get much of a release out of that. Now if I was to go in and do deadlifts, maybe. Um but that's about it. Another one is going running. Running is a great way to release off a lot of steam and stress. Um personally it doesn't work for me. But I've heard a lot of people say this as well. Um what else? Boxing. Boxing is an unbelievable way to get anger out. And that doesn't mean you have to join a boxing club. If you see boxing pads and the boxing bag, I think that's what it's called, in the gym, go box the life out of that, but pretend you're just doing it for cardio. And in your head, vision that person's face on that boxing bag. I tell you now, you will walk out of that like a fucking boss-ass bitch walking out of that gym. I'm not messing. And then another way, so this is the last way. Well, I wouldn't say it's the last, but it's my last way. Writing your emotions and the anger down on a piece of paper. Writing a letter to the person expressing your feelings and the anger that you feel about them and towards them but and I say but very cautiously do not send them the letter burn it rip it up put it in the bin throw it away personally I love burning it because I envision the smoke as the negative energy being released but please don't send an angry letter to your ex god only knows what way that's gonna end now anyways um so yeah that's just a few techniques that I've found really good with dealing with anger. The next one then, we've all we all know all too well, is sadness and grief. So most of the time when the anger starts to calm down, this is when we feel the sadness and the grief come in. One thing I will say about this is you need to feel the emotion. Covering it up, putting a plaster on it, distracting yourself on social media is not the way forward with this emotion. And yes, a little bit of distraction is good if the emotion is too intense to feel. But please just make sure you go back and feel it then later on because it's going to come back worse. If something fills the void, when that void goes, it's going to come back stronger because it's two voids you have to fill then. And when I say voids, I mean relationships. Um, most of the time with the sadness, if it's a relationship that you weren't necessarily happy in, the sadness can also be from, um, the good memories you had. So a lot of the time, the sadness is the grief and the loss of the happy memories you made, the fear of possibly not getting those memories back with someone else again but you will. You've gotten it before. That's your evidence. If you had it with someone, you'll get it again with someone else. And it doesn't have to be with a romantic partner. You can have those experiences by yourself or with your friends as well. And that's probably one of the better things, um, especially during your breakup stages. Of course, we all love to share memories with another partner. That Don't get me wrong. Like It's a completely different type of feeling when it's with a partner. And like, I mean, boyfriend or girlfriend. But 
of course you're going to grieve the sad time yeah the happy memories you're going to grieve and be sad about not spending time with them like when you think of relationships this person is your best friend you spend most of your time with them and it's that empty space in your life now it's the boredom of not having someone there that used to be there and it's your routine that you had with them that you're grieving it's a lot of other things so one thing I will say is yes there is sadness around like losing a person but it's not solely the person as well that you're sad about it's the routine you had the feelings they gave you um the good memories you had things like that now one thing that fucks us up with the sadness and grief part and don't get me wrong, you're entitled to feel all those emotions and feel sad about all those things. That I'm not saying that you shouldn't feel them. But another thing that fucks us up with breaks up breakups is we get upset and grieve the potential we thought the relationship had. So we build this idea of a future that we'll have with this person in our head and we get so excited about it and we base the present on the potential of the future and this is where the sadness comes in. We grieve the future we thought we could have had with this person. We grieve the potential we thought this person could be for our, for like for us, for themselves, for our kids that we thought we were going to have with them. And that's, unfortunately, that's one of the biggest parts of the sadness part in a relationship. Um, but again, everyone is different. There is ways of dealing with the sadness and grief. So, personally the biggest thing is feeling it and crying about it cry until the cows come home cry the river if you have to like there's no right or wrong amount of times of crying about a breakup everyone's healing is unique to themselves but we're crying sometimes it can be quite intense and quite emotional so don't be afraid to say to someone I can't deal with these heavy emotions right now whether it's a family member a friend a neighbor whoever you feel confident to talk to say it to them say I can't deal with this by myself can you help me can I talk to you about this most of the time family members and like talking to just a friend or whatever is okay but sometimes you do need to talk to a professional and when I say a professional a therapist so a therapist is one of the best things to help you with a breakup through through a breakup now, sometimes people don't need them. They can just, like, go through the stages themselves and, like, pick themselves back up, which is completely fine. But some people can't. And it's okay to talk to a therapist. I love the saying, therapy is cool. Like, it is. Like, I'm pretty sure everyone has seen on social media and TikTok that, like, bettering yourself, working on your, um, your, what's the word I'm looking for? Your mindset your core values, your beliefs, your limiting beliefs, things that hold you back, your inner child wounds, working on all that is probably the sexiest thing ever. Like if someone was to come up to me and was like, I go to therapy, I work on my limiting beliefs, I'm like, put a ring on it. And I'm not messing like, um, no, that's not to say that someone who doesn't do all that, I wouldn't, like it's not the be all and end all for me once you're just, you know, there's other boxes there that are important to me too. Um, but yeah so therapy is another one um like I said with anger writing your emotions down on a piece of paper 
expressing how you feel. So journaling, journaling is an unbelievable practice for healing um, and getting through the sadness as well as, like I said, writing the letter to the person, expressing how you feel. Another important note is do not send the letter. Don't fuck it up for yourself. <laughs> um, not that I've ever sent any letters, but like, you know yourself, like put yourself in your ex's shoes if you were to get that letter. Yeah, not a vibe. Um, what else? Actually, yes, another thing with sadness. So, with sadness, we often look at the good times. And that's what makes us upset. It's because we don't have the good times anymore. But there will become a stage where you have to be like, right. And especially in a relationship that you didn't feel was like a relationship, like your idea of your relationship you want. You need to look and be like, right. Okay, yes, there was good times, but did the bad outweigh the good? And yes, grieve the good times. Of course, that's completely normal. You have to grieve those things. But there comes a time where you have to be like, right, there was a lot of shit I wasn't happy about. And put your big girl pants on, you know? Um, and this is what we always, during the relationship, it's crazy. During the relationship, we can look at the bad things and be like, I don't like this, I don't like that, I'm sick of this, I'm sick of that. And then when we break up with them or they break up with us, it's straight to the good things. Oh, I missed this. Oh, I missed that. Oh, I missed when we did this. Oh, we had such a good time together. Oh, he made me laugh and this, that and the other. So you need to ask, like you need to kind of bring yourself back a little bit and be like, right, there was a lot of other stuff I wasn't happy with that I value more in relationships than what I was getting. Um. So yeah. The next stage then, is acceptance okay so with acceptance this one comes as a part of the healing process in the sense that when you start to work on yourself and I will get onto this as it's the second part of this podcast but when you start to work on yourself work on your mindset go back into doing what it is you love to do recognizing what it is you want in a relationship what you value in relationships what you value in life and seeing if that matches your values for relationships things like that and when you start to build up your confidence self-esteem self-worth again you will begin to accept that the relationship no longer is and you will trust that what's meant for you won't pass you by and now I know that's easier said than done but once you feel it, I tell you, it's the best feeling you'll ever feel once you accept that you do deserve better than the relationship you've settled for. Or if someone want, doesn't want to be in your life, let them walk out the door. Honestly, there's nothing worse than someone having to tell you twice they don't want you in their life. So, and this is just me. I know it's worked for some people and they have gotten back with exes and they're probably like married and in the happiest relationship of their life. But one thing I've said, and I've, I'll always say it, is don't have a man or woman tell you twice they don't want you in their life. And that's just stuck with me. So you will learn from these relationships, the friendship breakups. You will learn what it is you want and what you don't want. And you will 
as part of the process begin to accept that what once was no longer is and like I said it is a huge and such a good feeling to feel that um you will realize that it wasn't the relationship for you um and you'll when you start to move on which is the next stage of the relation of the um the stages of breakup you'll see yourself as an individual rather than considering or thinking about your ex so you'll think of you as a whole person so this is actually another thing as well with um actually no I'll leave that till the next stage sorry apologies about me um okay so the next stage then is moving on which can bring up a lot of emotions again so like I said these stages don't happen in the order I've just talked about them in they do happen in different stages so like you could start with anger first and then move on to shock and then denial and then acceptance but then you could go back to sadness again and then moving on can be in there in between or whatever and with the moving on like guilt can come back up in the sense that like if you feel like your partner found out you moved on your ex-partner found out you moved on you could feel guilty then because you feel like you may have fucked up a second chance. But I'm sorry, nine times out of ten, girl, he ain't, he isn't coming back. And lads, she's not coming back, you know? Especially if it's been, like, a lot of people do take a lot longer to move on. And that's completely fine. But in other situations, it works out for some people. Like, I know a fair few people that have gotten their relationships and gotten into one's quite quickly after and they're the happiest they've ever been they're happier in this new relationship than they ever were in the last relationship and that's fine that works for some people but for others it doesn't and that's one thing I'd say as well is in the moving on stage don't compare yourself to anyone else if someone can get over their ex quicker than you that's fine like I say time heals all wounds so give yourself the time you need to get over it when you move on don't get me wrong there will be fuck-ups in between there will be lessons you've taught you learn from that you'll fuck up again and again and again but that's fine that's part of the whole process don't be afraid to go back out on the dating scene don't be afraid to start talking to lads again because don't get me wrong there will be lads out there that want to talk to you and embrace it you're all beautiful looking people the same goes that lads like you know we're all like sexy bastards and that's just it like do you know if someone doesn't like you that's not your issue what I always say is if someone's not none of my people say oh he's not my cup of tea I'm not really a tea drinker so I'm like he's not my oatmeal cappuccino so I'll see you later there's loads of oatmeal cappuccinos out there another thing with moving on is you'll really know you've moved on so as well I said like moving on does obviously mean like moving on with your life maybe getting back out on the dating scene and continuing on with your life and your goals and ambitions and stuff like that and like I said there will be times when these emotions come back up but a big part of moving on is when you don't associate yourself with your ex anymore you don't now don't get me wrong this is different in some situations like 
if there's marriage and kids involved or if you have a business together or something like that there will be obviously times and like there will be times where like your ex is going to be part of your life like and that's something else you need to accept and you need to set your boundaries with that but in other circumstances you'll be able to just accept that that person isn't part of your life anymore you don't see your life and their life as it once was because like just after a breakup you it's like you see both your lives as one whereas then at some point then you see you're back to your own life um and you're able to direct your focus from the relationship back onto yourself and like focus on your self-worth your confidence um and just your needs and goals and what it is you want in life because after breakups and relationships and friendships and stuff like that your values and your needs and wants in life as well as relationships change so you can focus on that then um another one as well you'll also know you've moved on when you're not looking at the social media anymore that's another big thing um and I suppose maybe maybe sometimes with that it's when you start to feel like obviously like they're you're not checking their social media you're not going through their instagram and things like that and you're not thinking about them as much that maybe that's when you're ready to kind of go back out on the dating scene but like i said it's different for everyone okay so that's the stages of a breakup now like i said time heals all wounds the time for everyone is different just because you were in a six-month relationship and you're still heartbroken a year later compared to someone who was in a six-year relationship and is probably in a new relationship a year later does not mean either of these are doing anything wrong. It's person-specific, okay? Now, like I said, these stages don't have to go in the order that I've just described them. And they can come back around as well again. Just because you went through one stage once does not mean that you will not go through it again. Um, but there's no way we can control that or direct which stage we go into first, last or whatever. Okay, so with that being said then. Throughout these stages, obviously the healing process works. And it doesn't mean that you can't work on yourself during these stages as well. So... Obviously, the aim of this podcast was to kind of show how you can go through these stages from anger, grief, sadness into happiness, gratitude, joy, love, and just loving your life again. So, one of the ways I love after breakups, um, in terms of getting to that stage, is therapy. Therapy is one of the best things you can invest in for yourself and your life. You learn so much about yourself. You learn so much about your mindset. You learn so much about your behaviours and your thought patterns and why you think and behave in certain ways. And sometimes it can be hard to navigate all these things on your own. Like you can read all the books, you can read all, listen to all the podcasts and stuff like that. But therapy will help you feel it emotionally as well. Now, on the other side of that, you're not going to be in therapy every day. So it is important that you do better your mindset yourself outside of therapy. 
in terms of let's say meditation reading the self-help books in terms of how to reprogram the mind listen to the podcasts listen to things and watch things follow pages on instagrams that help better you as a person better your better your mindset and better your behaviors to become the person you want to become because I guarantee when you've come out of a relationship you want to become a different person you want to be a better person we all know about the glow up era we've all been there so they both need to be done hand in hand with each other but like I said there's one thing logically doing all this stuff but the real healing happens when you feel it emotionally and emotionally heal from the stuff um, and that was a big mistake I had made at one point as well. But you live and you learn. Um, so yeah, therapy. Bettering your mindset with the books, the podcasts. Following the pages on Instagram and stuff like that. One thing I will say is getting back into doing what it is you love. So there can be times in relationships where we do lose ourselves. All we want to do is spend the time with our partner. And we begin to kind of not go to our dance classes, not go to our rugby sessions, not go to swimming or a book club or sometimes not even meeting up with our friends. And that's just because we're in that love bug so much. We just want to spend all our time with our partners. And I suppose getting back into those things and doing what it is you love to do, especially things you used to love doing as a child, like, dancing is a big thing for me and I to be honest I never left dancing in a relationship but it was such a helpful tool afterwards so obviously with the dancing and the emotion it helped me release a lot of emotions but I was back with my friends I was back doing what I love to do it preoccupied my mind there was times like I'd be coming out of dancing and I'd forget everything on the outside world for that hour to two hours and it was just amazing the endorphins were high everything so I do recommend getting back into your hobbies and um doing what it is that you love to do and as well on the other side of that if you are in a relationship or when you do get into another relationship don't not go to your hobbies or meet your friends um like your life is separate to your partners although you might share a life together you still have to do your own things and your own hobbies and meet your own friends. Me personally, I find if if I like if I was to have a partner, and what I find very attractive is that if they were doing their own hobbies and being passionate and like really into their hobbies, it's the sexiest thing ever. And that's no word of a lie. Like when you see someone that you love passionate about something, giving it their all, wanting to better themselves in that. And like, let's say if it's a dance, if it's dancing or if it's a rugby match, just using those two examples because I'm in both. Like, sexiest thing ever. And don't get me wrong, there is no harm in your boyfriend or girlfriend supporting you in those things and going to watch your matches and going to your dance shows. But have that time for yourself, by yourself. I always say absence makes a heart grow fonder and it just makes the time you have together then when you are together more special. So yeah. Um, so that was getting back into things you love doing. Um, what else? So we said therapy, the books and podcasts, um, back into your hobbies. Um, oh yeah. So with therapy then you will start to see like a sense of 
you will kind of a major part of healing from relationships and getting back to that stage of happiness and gratitude and love and stuff like that is healing your inner child so this is done with therapy and it's giving your inner child the love that they feel that they've lost so nine times out of ten when we go through breakups the hurt and the pain is basically that little girl or boy inside you feeling that hurt and pain because they feel like it's an experience that they've already witnessed again that happened to them during childhood um and this is just the pain of that little boy or girl feeling like they're not lovable they're not good enough they're not worthy enough of the love they desire um and it's just kind of nurturing that little child inside of you telling her you love her telling her you're proud of her and that you'll protect her or him whoever it is and through that then you will gain a lot of sense of self a lot of self-worth knowing what it is you deserve and want in relationships and with that you won't settle for less you will get more confident in yourself you will believe in yourself a lot more and like you will attract that person into your life that matches your energy um but yeah that's all I can think of for now that's just things that I've done that I feel have helped like of course get back out with your friends get back out socializing get out and meet new people and I don't mean meet new people in terms of boys meet new friends meet and make new friends because if and when you're ready it might be through those new friends that you will meet someone new like maybe go to an event that you might not have gone to before or like try new things this actually this is another one this is a big 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 thing and this is one thing that can help you with your confidence as well step outside of your comfort zone and try something new one of the things for me was rugby I was the biggest girliest girl you will ever see in your life now don't get me wrong I'm sitting here in a pair of tracksuit bottoms like casually like a, a bloke but I, when I say I was a girly girl, I was a proper ultimate girly girl. Like, I know I was in gym gear 24-7, but, like, contact sport, getting dirty, nah, not a vibe. To now, playing rugby, love being mucked up to the eyeballs and, like, tackling people to the ground, tackling tackle bags and nearly knocking half the lads out as well. Like, I'm not messing. The confidence and the self-belief I have from just playing rugby in the last few months although it's based around that game it's helped me bring it into my everyday life as well if that makes sense like noticing the changes I've seen in myself in playing rugby and the confidence I have to let's say not be afraid to take the ball and run with it to make a try without relying on other people around me just kind of what's the word I'm looking for it reinforced that if I can do it in rugby, which is a new thing I've tried, I can do it in any aspect of my life. So that's relationships, starting a business, making friends, trying new things, all of it. So yeah. That's, I suppose, where this podcast kind of ends. Um, and when you start doing all these things, you will naturally become happier. Of course, when you're going to start getting back into your hobbies and connecting with your friends again, you're going to be happier. You will start to heal. You will start to, like, 
as part of doing all these things, these emotions will come up naturally. It's not, and like I said, time heals all wounds. It's not going to be overnight as well for some people. Like, even if it is a thing that you do get into a relationship and you are happy in that relationship a week or two after your breakup, like, or whatever it is, that's fine. But there is still going to be stuff there that you're going to need to kind of deal with or be aware of because it might come up in the new relationship then. But like I said, time heals all wounds. Everyone's journey is different. And I'm just going to end the podcast on this positive note. Have love and compassion for yourself throughout this journey. And I really, really mean that. There will be times you'll fuck up. There will be times you might go back to an ex. There will be times you'll do things that you regret in the sense that you let something happen again with a new person or whatever. It's all part of life. We all make mistakes. We all fall back off the wagon. But we need to fall off the wagon to jump back on the wagon. And that's just it. So I hope you all enjoyed this episode of the podcast. I hope it helps some people out there. And yeah, I love you all. And remember, you're not alone through this journey.